We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, the 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. Night one of the NFL draft is in the books, and boy, was it thrilling. We're going to talk about all the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the roller coaster that was round one of the 2023 NFL draft. Let's dive in. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. has got him and a second back inside the 30 yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13 yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown 49ers. A lot of great value picks in round one, Chris. I mean, the Eagles, give them the Super Bowl. Give them just give them the Super Bowl trophy now. Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from Georgia. At number nine and number thirty, Howie Roseman does it again. I mean, why even play the season? Just really enjoyed seeing all the blends of of need and value throughout oh. the first round. I think every single team deserves an A for their pick. Um, there's just no, you know, and if we know anything about the NFL draft, it's that every single first round pick is awesome. Yeah, all these players are going to go on to. 15 year Hall of Fame careers. Yeah, that's wild. No, I, did, but- I it, it's my that's my favorite thing about the draft is love this. Oh, love this. <laughs> love oh the all right, man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean the draft, like the, the thing is NFL talent evaluators, like the smartest people in the sport, the people who grew up, their dad was a coach or an executive. And then they came up and they started as an intern scout and then worked all the way. Like they've been in, in buildings in NFL talking to other talent evaluators and learning for 25 years. And like most of these people suck at the draft. So just in general, like the hit rate on NFL draft picks is low. Even the first round, you know, I, I saw, um, I, I was looking online and like, I think it was uh I need to I need to go back and find it. The Daily Norseman wrote a thing about from 2010 to 2017, 30 percent, 31 percent 
of first round picks signed second contracts with the teams that drafted them. Jeez. From 2010 to 2017. So like, you know, I, I, I enjoy draft content on the internet. I just, I, I wish, I wish there would be more like skepticism of like, Hey man, just cause you like, you did an evaluation of some guy on the internet. Even the even the smartest people who know a hell of a lot more about this than you do suck at suck at it. So like, can we can we just pump the brakes brakes on every pick being awesome and every pick being like, oh, this is exactly what they need. Yeah, and like, and I get I don't want to. People put in a lot of work creating draft content, and I respect that, and I think it's awesome, and it's yeah. it's super valuable. But like, Will McDonald, defensive end from Iowa State, I think. Everybody, quote unquote, had him as like a second round pick, and then he gets drafted in the middle of the first round, and it's like, oh, that's a reach. They could have gotten him in the second. You don't know that. You think this NFL team that pays millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars putting in preparation on the draft? And again, NFL teams have been wrong where where fan bases have been right, and like that's that. Like I get it all that, but. You think if they could have gotten that player, they think they could have gotten that player at 70, they would have drafted him 15th or whatever it was. Right. Like there's just, it's because you saw it in Mel Kuyper's mock draft does not mean that's what it was. Like that was, that's, it grinds my gears. Well, let, let's look at the context of the 49ers, for example. A lot okay. of their best players are not first round picks. Fred Warner's a third round pick. George Kittle's a fifth round pick. Debo Samuel's a second round pick. Do you like, know Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick? <laughs> I heard I heard he was the last player drafted. Oh wow. Mr. Irrelevant. But I guess he's relevant now. Wow. That's really <laughs> cool. More like Mr. Relevant. <laughs> but the point stands like the highest player, the nine like Nick Bose, obviously a first round pick, but the highest player the 49ers drafted. Who's not Nick Bosa is Trey Lance, and we're like, is he going to get traded? Do they even like him? You know, uh -huh. so like we we make such a big deal about like, oh, to your point, like, oh, that's a reach. You never. It's like, man, they're going to be guys who go in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, who every team passes on multiple times, who en who end up being Pro Bowlers and potential Hall of Famers. Right, that's so, a reach based on what? <laughs> right. They, uh. Anyway. So it, but it, it does that. That is the fun part of the draft is just like how much of a crapshoot it, it really can be in that. Like, yeah, it matters because you can find really valuable players super late in the draft. And ultimately like really the characteristic of the 2019 49ers team that went to the Super Bowl was having so many high level starters on insanely cheap rookie contracts. Right. Like right. you had you had George Kittle and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner all on rookie deals before they got paid. And that is what allowed the 49ers in part to have such a good roster was that they were able to find guys late in the draft. Mm -hmm. So if if you think some third round prospect, there's no way he's going to be good because he's not a first round pick. Like there's just so much history in the NFL where it says, nah, man, you can find good players in any round, really. Yeah. So I can't I can't do the thing where like, oh, that guy was taking five picks too early or oh that that guy fell. You really it's like he slips eight picks or whatever. You know, like, okay. <laughs> like, right. Let's see him play football. Let's see how this goes first. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's part of the fun of the draft, you know. 
evaluating and making guesses and having opinions and thoughts. It's just, I have a hard time making a hard opinion on draft night. That's so if you're here for a hard opinion on what the Niners should have done or not done, I don't really have one. Yeah. They didn't trade Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, really shocking development. Everything that's happened to Brandon Ayuk points to the 49ers wanting to trade him. No, I was thinking about this too. Is Brandon Ayuk the best 49ers player still on a rookie contract, not counting Nick Bosa because he's going to get a huge extension this offseason? Hang on. I don't want to miss one. I'm leaning yes. Yeah, I would I would think so. Like there's there's a very good possibility yeah, that Brandon no, Ayuk's the best the best is. 49ers still on a rookie contract. So like why would they why would they trade him? Like I understand there's been internet speculation and stuff, but where where's the logic behind trading him? Because they absolutely don't have to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see that happening. And I, I um, said it I said on the, the last podcast, like if the 49ers are gonna trade a receiver. I would guess it's far more likely to be Debo Samuel given what his contract is. Right. Rather than Brandon Ayuk. So Yeah, I just I don't know. Day two gets interesting for the 49ers though. So they didn't they didn't do anything on day one. The pick that they that they traded in the Trey Lance trade is well, all the picks they've used in the Trey Lance trade are now done. Um, do you have them listed? The yeah, yeah, I do. The first one, twenty twenty one, round one pick went. The Cowboys wound up with that pick. It was Micah Parsons. Twenty twenty two. That was the 29th pick in the first round. That wound up with the Patriots, and they drafted offensive lineman Cole Strange. Strange started seventeen games at left guard for them last year. He was fine. It's just a. Just, league average kind of player replacement level player the 2022 compensatory third round pick was a player named Channing Tyndall Channing Tyndall is a linebacker he went to the Dolphins the Dolphins kept that pick he played mostly on special teams last year and hard now to overtake, line- hard to overtake Van Ginkle dude you don't just overtake the gink <laughs> And then this year, the last one was Brian Brzee. That pick landed with the Saints. So it went <laughs> it went like Dolphins to Broncos to Saints. And that was the pick that the Dolphins used to acquire Sean Payton from New Orleans. And New Orleans drafted Brian Brzee, the interior defensive lineman from Clemson. So all those picks are done. That trade is now... In the past for the 49ers, they'll be back in the first round next year, barring some other kind of big trade. But day two this year is where things get interesting for San Francisco. They don't pick until number 99, which is late on day two. They have three picks in the final four of the third round. And day two is is rounds two and three. But when you look at some of the the players that are going to be available in the second round, when you look at Joey Porter Jr., who's a 6'2", 200-plus-pound corner with 34-inch arms and, of course, is the son of a uh, former NFL star, Joey Porter, linebacker for the Steelers. When he's available, Georgia tight end Darnell Washington was available. There's so many players. uh, Notre Dame tight end Michael Meyer, really, really talented player. He's going to be available. 
you all of a sudden start to see the pieces shaking out where it's like maybe the Niners package 99, 101, and something else and try and jump up into the middle to early second round and target a really talented player that they might have looked at if they were picking at the back end of the first round. Yeah. It's possible. It is possible because, like, look, like every team needs depth every offseason, and the 49ers mm-hmm. have lost some guys. But there isn't like, and I guess you can make this argument about right tackle, but I kind of, I'm of the belief Colt McKivitz is probably fine. Like, I don't think he's a disaster. I don't think he's a pro bowler. He's probably just fine if he's your starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see a spot where the 49ers have to get somebody who makes a huge impact right away. What? How do you feel about that thought? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's probably right. But also I think when you look over you can't have you can't have a draft like the twenty twelve draft. Where that year in twenty twelve, the Niners didn't necessarily need like starters. They were a really good team, but that twenty twelve draft bore exactly zero fruit over the next three seasons. And that kind of led to their downfall by twenty fourteen. Like you need to at some point start restocking the cupboard. Yeah, that's a good point. George, George Kittle turning 30. They're going to have to pay Nick Bosa. Um, Eric Armstead is maybe nearing the end of his time with the 49ers. Debo Samuel could be. And this is over the next couple of years. I'm not saying those guys are gone immediately. Right. But just when you kind of start to read the writing on the wall, they're going to need players who can step in and be starting caliber good players if they're going to extend the Super Bowl window. So you're right. They may not need a defensive end who's going to step in in 2020 three and be a 10 sack guy but if they could get a player who's a rotational player this year and then can step into a larger role next year then yeah that's that's something i think they should definitely be trying to do we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Would you trade all three of your all three of your thirds for one season of Chase Young? No. 
No. I think I would. I would not. Mostly because he's had trouble staying on the field. Yeah, that's fair. And that's 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 the bigger issue to me. I get he's super talented, and in a vacuum, you'd, you'd probably do that. But I would see if he could talk Washington into like two of those thirds. Or maybe all three thirds and then Chase Young and one of Washington, a third from Washington. Yeah. So you move up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, is like he was defensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah. You go through the list of defensive rookie of the year players. And it's like just a freak show, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's like. Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, Khalil Sauce Mack. Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Um, but like it, winning defensive rookie of the year usually portends to being a really, really good player. So he won defensive rookie of the year and then appeared in nine games in 2021 and then three games last year. So obviously he hasn't been healthy, but man, if you happen to get, say he plays 14 games, if you mm-hmm. get Chase Young playing 14 games at 90% of what he was in 2020, with that defensive line and all the matchup issues you could create moving those guys around, like if your Super Bowl window you think it's right now, that's kind of like that's kind of like getting Dion in 94 potentially. It's like yeah. this, this is probably going to be a one year thing, but like we're all if in. He, if he can stay on the field, yeah, but that's a sure. big question, obviously. Right. Yeah. 12 games the last two years isn't super, super inspiring. But man, if they're super confident that he's healthy and like I said, you can send all three thirds and get a third back with Chase Young and you have him for a year. Because these are all com- compensatory picks. Yeah. I don't hate that. It's a, it's a roll of the dice for sure. It, it'd be one thing if like, I mean, they're compensatory picks. These are the picks for like Martin Mayhew and Mike McDaniel right. and Robert right. Sala and D'Amico Ryans, right? So like mm-hmm. these aren't these aren't picks you had. These are these are kind of like bonus picks in a way. So like you know, many know. are saying they already drafted Christian McCaffrey in the second <laughs> round. Great draft pick. Um no, I'm just I'm just saying like I think it's worth thinking about a roll of the dice. If you can get like a veteran with those three picks, it's just kind of like I don't know. It's risky because maybe you draft three pro bowlers who are on rookie contracts for a long time. I think the odds would say you're probably going to hit on one of those dudes. But maybe, you know, if if you I, could they, get... they've, they, I also how much do, how much stock do you take in this real quick? When you talk about this Chase Young thing, how much stock do you put in the fact that they stink at drafting in the third round? It's Fred Warner and then. And then not a lot of productive players. Like Akello Witherspoon, I guess, was okay. But I, I don't subscribe to the fact that like they're just incapable of drafting dudes in the third round because they can draft okay, dudes so in the you fifth don't round. Take it, you don't take that into account at all. If they couldn't draft at all, then I would be like, it's a problem. But like you, they've drafted a bunch of good players who aren't round one picks. So I'm not. It's hard for me to be all like in round five. Yeah, right. But I, it's hard and round seven apparently. But it's hard for me to like. Oh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, good point. <laughs> To look at it and be like, oh, I don't know. They, I I don't trust them in round three, but I, I totally trust them in round five. Like that to me, the logic just is I'm there, there. dude. I'm there. <laughs> it's just it, you, we're, we're talking. Like, sa- we're talking sample size of five drafts. Do, do you think do you think the like the lighting Six changes? Drafts. 
the lighting changes in round five and like they start serving different food and like different no. scouts come in the room. Like, Honestly, what, what do you think the reason is that they're better in drafting in round five than round three? I have two answers. One's a joke. One's honest. <laughs> one's half a joke. The other one's my real take. The half joke, but also half serious is Kyle Shanahan gets bored after the third round and stops providing a ton of input. <laughs> The Adam Peters just <laughs> is allowed to get in his bag in round five. They're like, all right, round yeah. four is done. Go yeah. ahead, Adam. <laughs> yeah, dude. Day three, Kyle Shanahan's out of there. <laughs> He's halfway to Cabo. Oh, that's funny. No, no. Um, I the, my my real thought on this, and I and I I I genuinely believe this, is that by round five, I don't know what criteria changes for them. But it always feels like round five, it's just like, oh, that guy's really good at football. Like, maybe the measurables weren't great, but that guy's just a player. The round five Dre guys Greenlaw. do tend to be gold helmet guys more often than the round three. Dre guys. Greenlaw, Talano Hufanga, George Kittle. Just these guys that it's like, yeah, were they great college players? No, but they're just, they, they're, they're really they're good at football. Okay, and so you plug those guys in and you coach them up, and you're going to maximize that talent because of something. I, again, I don't know what I'm not in the room, not doing interviews with these guys, but it feels like that at that point in the draft, they stop swinging for like ceiling and they just go, This is a really quality player. And then NFL coaching and the way they, they work in the offseason or whatever it is leads them to being really good, productive players. So okay, here's one thing the 49ers do tend to find in round five. I joke, I joke about the gold helmet guys and the team captains and stuff, but like mm-hmm. those are the dudes that they target in round five. It's like the yeah. football character dudes like trumps everything yes. else. And then the talent just sort of catches up. Whereas I think in rounds, like in round three, it's like guys who might have first or second round talent, but they slid down the board maybe because they don't have that same level of football character like John, John Lynch in his press conference talked about spirit, right? The guys they've missed on, they've missed on spirit, not necessarily talent. And when you talk about spirit, you're talking about the George Kittles, the Fred Warners, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, Talano Hufangas. So maybe they just need to like stop looking at the dudes who are like, oh, this guy's really talented, but he lacks a football character, but he could be a second round guy and he's available in round three. Maybe just punt on those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, let's let's just let's just get the football character guys, because that in round five just really seems to work for us. Yeah, that's I think that's that makes sense. Again, I'm you, I you am got totally, my brain moving. You got my brain I'm, moving on that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Hell yes. Mark it down. No, I I just that's again. I'm I'm guessing. I don't have any insider knowledge on that. That's just kind of how it feels from the outside. Yeah. Like in round three, it's like, hey, Danny Gray's fast as shit. Go get him. And in round five, it's like, hey, this guy, or round six, I guess, was Elijah Mitchell. It's like, hey, this guy gets to the corner and runs super hard. Let's just draft that guy and see if it works. Well, in round five, it's like, oh, this guy was a three year starter and a team captain and like got a 4.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, hugs his mom, stuff like that. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, day two, day two of the draft is, is going to be really, really interesting. It's during game six of Warriors-Kings. So, 
that adds to the intrigue for me. Maybe uh maybe the Niners will pick by the time game six is over. Or Niners. Did I say Warriors? I meant Niners. No, I think he said Niners. Oh, okay. Maybe the Niners will pick. Edit that so out. Game five, Tyler. But it starts at <laughs> no, it's fine. It starts at five. And the draft starts at five, four? I think. I think four. Day two is typically four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, the end of we'll round see. three could yeah, it could be a long night. Any yeah, any predictions? Play. Isaiah McGuire, dude, your guy? Maybe Zach Harrison? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm predictions. Um, my prediction is the 49ers trade up, and they do so for. I think they do so for a defensive end. Yeah, I was going to say defensive end, but I could also see him going for like a three tech. Like if there's oh, like a pass rushing three tech that they really like, hmm, okay. I could see them going that direction too. Or maybe like also... McGuire could probably play both. He's probably not a classic three tech, but he could play yeah. inside. Maybe some, I, maybe, I don't know. Like because. I, it is the Armstead thing and the Kinlaw. I, <laughs> I also kind of wonder if I have two questions that I want to see answered on, on day two. And I'm fascinated by this one. How much do they value tight end? We've talked a lot about tight ends and it's this deep tight end class and Niners need a tight end, but they've not spent more than a fifth round pick on that position. And it's been really clear since really 2021 or so that they are trying to add a second tight end, like a real player at that position. But they've not used substantial draft capital on it. So do they trade up for a tight end, or are they of the mind that the position is not valuable enough necessarily to do that, so they'll keep taking swings on day three and hope they run into another George Kittle? That I'm interested to see. Yeah, I... I think they value tight end, but maybe not enough to like package picks and go get somebody. Right, right. That's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I, I kind of think they might take a linebacker earlier than I thought they would, because okay. right now their third linebacker options are like Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, Oren Burks, and Marcelino McCrary Ball, and maybe they really like McCrary Ball. He's an undrafted rookie last year from Indiana. Maybe they really like him, and they think he's the heir apparent. But if they have any questions, like I could see them drafting a linebacker earlier than than I thought they would, and trying to bring him in and and make him the third linebacker this year, and then eventually groom him to replace Dre Greenlaw. So, do you think they're going to reach for Marte Mapu? Ooh. What would you consider a reach? I don't know. <laughs> With one of their comp third round picks. Maybe. Yeah, if they if they stick it like if they don't trade up, which I'd be I'd be shocked if they don't. If they You'd be stay shocked like 90, if they didn't trade up? Yeah. Okay. They they have eleven picks. Yeah. All after number ninety nine. They've been pretty aggressive in trade ups before. Okay. I haven't heard you say that like before. A running back. Huh? 
I haven't heard you say that, but that oh, you're being that a dick. Be... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm serious. I'm not being a dick. Have you said that? What? That you that you're like expecting them to trade up? Yeah, kinda. Okay. I've, I don't know. I you don't read Niners Wire. Okay, got it. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel oh, damn it. Busy. I missed I missed I missed a chance. I was gonna make an Ohio State joke earlier. What was it? On the Chase Young thing, I was gonna go, we get it. You went to Ohio State. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyways. That's the only reason I'm yeah. I'm intrigued. <sighs> No, I, I just I'd be I'd be really surprised if they don't trade up tomorrow. Okay. Do you think it's they the trade three picks in the back of the third round? They have eleven picks between ninety nine and two fifty three. I think you can package some of those. You can move up. Maybe it's into the second. Maybe it's into the, the middle of the third. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to make eleven freaking draft picks. That's fair. That's fair. Do you, so? Do you think they trade Trey Lance tomorrow? Yeah. No. I don't. I don't think they're going to trade Trey Lance either. No, the I so Tennessee is interesting because Tennessee has not used a pick on a quarterback yet. I thought that Houston, because there was talk that Houston might go defense at two and then twelve before the draft, and then I would have been extremely intrigued. Because, you know, not drafting a quarterback, but they know Trey Lance a little bit. But the Titans still, they have 41-72. Those are their two picks tomorrow. Titans haven't used a pick on a quarterback. And if they, if Rand Carthon likes Frey, and they get to 41, and they call the Niners and go, hey, Trey for 41, I don't know if the Niners say no. But I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think he's getting traded. I just don't think... Like, I think the Niners would trade him for a second. I don't think any team's giving up a second for him right now. Yep, I'm with you. It's hard I, to trade it, dudes. It, it, we, we should learn this from last offseason. It's hard to trade dudes coming off injuries. Yeah. Well, that and just, like, the value... The value... He's most valuable to the 49ers, A, because of their quarterback situation, and B, because he's been with the team for two-plus seasons and knows the offense. Any team acquiring him is still acquiring a massive unknown who has also been injured multiple times in his two-year NFL career. Like the, 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 it, just, the, it doesn't match up. The team that drafts Trey Lance had to have loved him in, in the draft in 2021. The team that trades for him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why Carthon makes sense to me. Like, if he really liked Trey and was in the yeah. building, but yeah. I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's either. I think teams would like with f- fifth round picks to burn have been calling the Niners and like, like, nah, we'll, we'll keep him. Right, as well as we draft in the fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's a problem? Teams are like. Here's a third. Here's a second and a third. And the Niners are like, "Nah, we need fifths. <laughs> Give me all of your fifths for the next four <laughs> years. Keep your seconds and thirds." Would two seconds get it done? Yes. <laughs> Extreme. My favorite thing during the, the my favorite blue. thing during NFL NBA draft or NBA trade season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every player in the NBA is available for two second round picks. Every probably. single one. That's the sweetener. <laughs> a first and two seconds. Who says no? 
Anyways, inside jokes. Gotta love them. I've got nothing else to say. I will jump on tomorrow. So there will be a feed or there will be a pod on your feeds over the weekend. I'll jump in and, and do a little day two recap. You're going to be neck deep in Warriors Kings, but then we'll both be back next week to get a lay of the land. After the 49ers draft, we have some actual picks to look at, a roster to look at, and then we can start spinning this forward because we are barreling toward, well, we're in the offseason program, barreling toward OTAs and finally get to get a look at whoever they wind up picking. So really excited. Game six predictions. Do you have one? I feel like the Warriors closing out. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it's going to be, I don't think the thing I, I don't think though, I don't think the Warriors are going to steamroll them. Yeah, I think it could be one of those where it's like a close game through three quarters and then the Warriors kind of pull away in the fourth. Kings yeah. are just like, Kings come out throwing haymakers and just get a little demoralized. And then it's like, all right, this is. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like game five went. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, game five that the does made all the, they made the plays down the stretch and the Kings didn't. Like they're turning the ball over and then Andrew Wiggins hitting tough shots and Clay's hitting tough shots and Draymond's hitting tough shots and Steph's making tough shots. So maybe the shots fall for the Kings and they don't for the Warriors and we got game seven at, at G1C on Sunday. It, but It's one thing, like I've been to, I've done a lot of Warriors playoff games and this series has been the first time I've seen them on the road. Obviously games one and two went the way they did, but like game three or game five, was just kind of like vintage warrior stuff. And it's like, it was cool to be in the building and just see how, how they took the crowd out of the game and how they responded late. Like when Steph hit that layup, even after he double dribble. Um, and then they all go crazy. Like it was, it's just a different, it's just a different thing when you're able to see a team that's won road games in 28 straight series, like actually do it. That's on the insane. Road. Yeah. And it's just methodical. Like, there were so many chances in game five for them to just kind of crumble and they don't. It's hard to they win just... in the NBA on the road. And I have so much respect for teams that can do it in like high leverage yeah. spots. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see though. The Kings are good. I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. All right. I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be fun. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Again, check your feeds over the weekend. We will have a pod out post day two of the draft recapping whatever it is the Niners do I'm predicting a trade up at some point so get locked in it's not going to be like today where the Niners are, are inactive I think they're going to be very active thanks everybody for listening subscribe rate review do all those things and we'll talk to you next time Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.